Welcome into the I-80 Club National Fun League. The podcast name sucks ass. The National Fun League is no more. He's Mike Schaefer of Husker 24-7 Sports. I'm Josh Peterson. Uh, you know, the, I, I'm not even going to do the usual spiel. Hi, Schaefer. How are you on this wild card halftime Sunday of Rams-Lions? Uh, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I have a lot to be thankful for. I made the decision a couple years ago. Uh, to basically just sort of stop betting games, nice. Um, which is great because this year I had a really good run in a pick'em league, and if that had been extended out on bets, like I think I would have been like sixty-five percent on NFL games, which is pretty good. Like pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, depending on how this Lions Rams game finishes up, I would be zero for four just based on straight up winners so far in in the playoffs and if i had done what i had done for for multiple playoff seasons prior and the you know betting on all of the games individually uh i i've saved quite a bit of money so far this weekend so that's that's fantastic uh i also but on the downside the packers won that's terrible nobody wants that yeah. um more downside way too much Taylor Swift all over the internet. It's unavoidable. Like I don't it really is. I don't look for it. I don't want it. I have people sending me things that don't even know how much it annoys me. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, look at this. How cool was that? And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, aunt Connie, I don't, this isn't a thing that I care about. You know, I, you yeah. know, I, I know you think like I, everything football related, I'm really interested in, but no, not not this video of whatever that was. Shay, do you remember the first pod that we did, which was uh, also yeah, following? Yeah, I predicted how obnoxious it would be for yes. the duration of the NFL season. Dude, that was September, and it's four yeah, months later. And I would say, yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly worse. Wait, real quick, before we get into the Cowboys of it all, you thought the, the Dolphins were going to beat the Chiefs? Yeah, I did. Wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. I... I did not feel good about that Chiefs team. I didn't feel great about that Dolphins team either, but I thought Tyreek coming back, I just sort of felt like the Chiefs were going to play like one of those kind of weird games. And to, yeah. quite frankly, and I, I sent you this text before, and I'm sure it's a topic we'll get into later, but, you know, if that it was a normal weather game, I think the Chiefs would have put up 42 points. Yeah, um, Their offense was moving. They, they really weren't having that much of an issue moving the ball. They had some issues finishing some drives, and I think – they just weren't able, you know, to run Pacheco in the way that they might have if the weather was a little bit better. You'd have to respect the pass a little more. They they are the worst receiving team outside of maybe the, the New England Patriots I've ever seen, though. Like, Rasheed Rice is, is solid, and I'm sure there's Chiefs fans listening that are going to get really upset by this, but he looks so much better because everyone around him looks like they cannot catch footballs ever. Yeah. And that kind of includes Travis Kelsey a little yes. bit. Yes. Yeah. He had what? Two, three um, drops last night. Yeah. So it like, I think Rice is, I think he's, you should be excited about him. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be a star or anything, but just by virtue of everyone else on that offense looking so bad, uh, I, I, I feel like people think he's maybe a little bit better than he is when all he's doing right now is just catching uh, two and, comments and to me. That are going to make you laugh. First of all, Jack Mitchell says the Texans are really fun. I'll hang up and listen. But the second one is even better because Mr. I'm good at technology man says, actually, I can't get any audio out of my phone. So he's the one person in the room right now who has oh, not no. figured out how to uh, to listen to us, which is very, very good. Can I address uh, the Jack Mitchell thing? Yeah, he won't. He won't. Oh, are you talking about the Texans thing? Yeah, just real yeah. quickly. Like there's a very important distinction here. It's not that I don't think this version of the Texans aren't fun. 
It's that I wouldn't have tweeted, this is the most fun team that they've had in 20 years when they went 10 and 7 with CJ Stroud. And again, they were 12 and 4, and I get Matt Schaub, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they also had Arian Foster, if you look it up, 1,500 yard rusher. Yeah. Andre Johnson, really good wide receiver, 1,400 yards, I think, that year. JJ Watt, 20 and a half sacks, and they went 12 and 4. And all of that, you know, and if you could start there, or why don't you just go look up Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins highlights and tell me that no one had fun in Houston? That was the whole thing. It was like this guy made a really stupid tweet, and then he has to double, triple, quadruple down on it. And here we are. For the record, I agreed with Jack. I think they're more fun this year, but that's neither that's neither here nor there. People didn't come here to hear us it's, talk about the Texans. It's because you just didn't have any fun when they played the Eagles in that insane 2017 game. That uh, yeah, I was going through a divorce that year. I didn't have a good time <laughs> during that football season. I hate the 2017 season, and I would rather I, not think about anything that happened during that year. I think people know which game I'm talking about, though. Like Deshaun Watson and Nick Foles just like lit up the skies for basically four straight quarters in like a 48-45 type of game. Crazy. Like it was nuts. Uh, but people didn't come here to, to hear us talk about the Texans. I'm serious. This is the largest audience that we have had, and it's not even why, close. Why are they here? For one of these, yeah. Uh, I, let, let's see. Uh, the Coach Max says, should the Cowboys' lack of a run game the back half of the season been a huge red flag? Uh, many people have made this joke, so I'll just read it, hopefully for the last time. Uh, Sklonik asks, Josh, were you in Lincoln today at the Home Depot, and do you own a Bobcat? Chafe, uh, I, I have three, three kind of... Uh, breakdowns that I want to do with this football game. The game itself, the setting that I watch the game in, and then what's next? Because I think that those are, I mean, the middle one doesn't, it doesn't really matter for, you know, general people, but I think that, that folks in here will get a large kick out of it. Uh, but certainly the, the first and the third topics are the ones that uh, I imagine are going to be the most important of it all. I, I don't, I don't really know how much I have to say about the game itself, other than uh, you and I have been watching uh, football and, and everyone in here has been watching football for, for so many years. And you have that moment in a game where maybe you're really confident or maybe you're not, but right. You can just feel right away. Like, Oh no, this is already, this is already one of those games. By the way, Laura adds, I am a Packer fan. Finally joined discord for this. So that's just great. Laura, welcome to, to the I 80 club. We appreciate you, but shape. It, it's funny. It wasn't even the first drive for the Packers. It was the, the weird, not even the drop. It was the CD drop plus whatever the hell happened during the commercial break. And they come out of it and Greg Olson and, and Kevin Burkhardt are talking about it. And they're showing Mike McCarthy going to the sidelines and, and having to calm him down and him and Dak getting into like, just looking at each other weird. And I'm thinking this is the first drive of the entire game. You just had like the a record setting season. Everything was awesome. Here we go. And immediately we're falling apart. And, and in that moment, I'm watching the game thinking it's, it's going to happen. It's already going to happen again. And my attitude, I feel like, was reflected by the players. Soft, soft franchise again shows itself in these moments to just not be able to take any sort of a punch. And it is they get what they have the sack on the first drive that, that ends up getting nullified for the penalty. And then they barely ever touched uh, love after that. And it's just, it was, you know, so uh, that's rambling to say uh, you pretty much knew from the start. And I know you and I were texting a little bit during the first quarter, but it was just like, wow, this thing is already over and the game has barely started. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely bad, um, <laughs> bad feels right away. I, it's, it's hard. Obviously for me, I sat down watching this, just rooting for the exact opposite result in every conceivable fashion <laughs> hey, and too. could tell very early on that I was, I was not going to get that. Yeah. Uh, and so then I had to watch it for the idea of maybe the second best way. 
would be if they built this giant lead and then blew it and how amazing that would be. And then pretty early, you know, first drive of the second half when they're, you know, I think they finished with the field goal there and it's like, yeah, they're not. If they had any, like, I, I'm not sure what would lead your brain to think you need to kick a field goal when you're down 27 to seven in a winner go home situation yeah. where your defense hasn't stopped anything pretty much the entire game. Like you need touchdowns there. And so I think they had, what was it? A fourth and was it fourth and 10? In, it, when they it, was? Kicked, it was, it was less than 10, but it was close to 10. If I remember yeah. right. And I, and I get like, that's an uncomfortable spot, but it's also just like the, the situation demands that, you know, you're, you're playing a team that just is going gangbusters on you. You have to try to like meet that at some level. And they just, as soon as they kicked that field goal, it just felt like they waved the white flag at that point. It's like, yep. hooray, yeah. you're down three scores now instead of, you know, being down two. Like, yeah. I just don't. They made a three-score game. They had to score three more times after yeah. that in theory. Well, and then don't even, I, I don't even know if I could even begin to explain the mental calculus of not going for two after that pass interference call. Yeah, uh, like the I don't announcers know that were kind of defending it too. They're like, "Well, you know, they're pushed back a little bit now." It's like, "Yeah, but again, you're making the game longer, and you don't have time to make the game longer. You have to do it." And then they missed the extra live, point anyway. Incredible live non-pass interference there in Detroit, where you have uh, I what was it? Malachi Coleman just got absolutely jumped into. <laughs> Two defenders for Detroit just runs over uh, Demarcus Robinson. No call. You're having a bad night. It's oh, I I can tell with the way that Lions drive started too. The NFC North, who knew the best football in the world was coming through that division this year? I mean, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. like you can't stop these offenses apparently. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I you know, I I've watched a lot of Cowboys largely because of you, but also because I I picked them a lot this year. I thought they were going to be good. I mean, we had that conversation after the Cardinals game. I feel like I spent most of the year trying to talk you into this team at times. Yep. And then you were you were completely in on them. Yep. And then they just do what they do, and they do what sports teams do, and they just completely rip your heart out. The tough thing is this game probably gets played, you know, if you played this out 100 times, you saw this variation of it five, five out of the 100 I mean, times. it truly was the worst-case scenario imaginable. Yeah. It's hard I mean, to it imagine was, anything going worse besides it, it injuries. Would, it'd be hard if you condensed that to, like, I wouldn't even say it happens one out of 10 times. Like I, that's how rare it was, but the Packers absolutely did everything they wanted to do. Aaron Jones looked like he was five years reversed from what he was. I was stunned by just how complacent uh, Dallas seemed to be with, with some of the, like even the drives, it felt like it was taking him so much time. So long. I asked you why they weren't trying to attack downfield. Like, I don't know. It didn't feel like Dak was under that much pressure that he couldn't have been able to throw some of those deep shots. Now, maybe they had deep safety sitting back there. But they but, seemed spooked. Shape, they seemed spooked yeah. the, entire, the entire game. And it's so funny because there is, like, so much blame to go around. The, the, you know, the defense just got absolutely carved up by Jordan Love and the entire offense. I mean, that touchdown, I think it was the last one that the that the Packers scored when the tight end is just wide open. And it's like, what are he, – he underthrows him, and the guy still essentially walks into the end zone. And they, so they get carved up. Special teams played like shit from front to back. Uh, and, and the offense, like, you know, uh, the, the most annoying thing about this game, it never sucked me back in for the record, but it's just that they have all these points in the end. And so in future years, people are like, oh man, they, they gave him a good game. Hell no. 
they it was what 40 whatever to 16 and the game yeah, was, I, it was it was over 48 to 16 it was the game was completely yeah. over and so i like i saw you know some cowboys people that i follow were kind of debating like who who deserves the blame and and most people were like you know uh the offense uh some people were like no the defense and it's like it was obviously everything nobody was good in this game you know from the entire i don't i don't give a shit about the fourth quarter and, and those extra touchdowns you know, the amazing thing about this to me is that like so much of the season was a redemption arc for Dak, who I, I go back to one of our first podcasts where I basically just straight up said, I don't think that I would want him as my quarterback. Yeah. And then he, he has this like really nice year. And then he was atrocious today. I mean, Horrible. a couple of those interceptions were just they they couldn't have been eaten. Now, the Jair Alexander one, like that's tough because you you might get a call half the time. You might not. Uh, and he made a nice play on that ball. But the, the pick six was just like hand delivered to him. Yeah. I mean, and that was still in the moment when it's a three score game. Yeah. If you score, it yeah, it's yeah. funny because they, they, they end up scoring a touchdown in the first half. But it, by that point, it's 27 to seven. But if you score a touchdown there, you get the ball first. Like there is a world where the game is much more interesting. But that's uh, like 21 it. nothing. They were they were going to score. They were going to make I, it 21 yeah. seven. Yeah. If they, if I they forget. We had a legendary announcing a moment where they debated with two seconds left in the half if they should kick a field goal or go for the touchdown there, down 28. Like, not a great, not great from uh They struggled from Greg today. And, yeah, I, I was they not. They seemed nervous, dude. They were stumbling all over themselves yeah, early in the game. Not, not a particularly, like, well, I think some of it is when you see a game like that and you're just not prepared to call it. And yeah. then, you know, and then you also have to, I always wonder this, and it's something I would love to ask Kevin Kugler sometimes. Like, if you're consciously aware that a game is slipping away and you know viewers are dropping off, if you have to, like, talk about things differently to try to keep people around. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that is a thing or not, but it seems like it would be. I don't know. I just was not. And I like Greg Olson and, and that group yeah, me for too. the most part. And it just felt like it was not a particularly strong uh, effort from them on <laughs> – on Sunday afternoon, not a strong effort from really anyone that wasn't no. wearing green yeah. or yellow. And I, I will spend no time giving any credit whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. A couple of people are like, Hey, what did, you know, what about talk about Jordan love? No, the, I'm a Cowboys fan and I'm going to be stuck in my feels tonight. If you want to hear about Jordan love, go read Peter King's column tomorrow, because I'm not going to give him his flowers tonight. Congratulations to Packers fans, but I want to be angry about my freaking team bowing out again in the first round, the first ever. Yes. Yes. Josh, dude, love is going to get paid. Josh, I understand this isn't the podcast to talk about Jordan loves contract situation moving forward. I am not going to give anyone the satisfaction of that. Uh, I do want to read this because I guess this is maybe the final topic. So maybe we should get to the setting of where I watch this, but jabs ass McCarthy getting fired. He's gone. I mean, it, that's the, the, the thing, <laughs> Man, I, I told you, Shafe, when you filled in on my show, I don't remember, you know, how long ago that was. It wasn't that long ago, but I told you I'd fallen in love with the team and and I was giving them my heart. And that is what makes a loss like today, you know, I mean, for all of the reasons this is I tweeted it, but this is a loss that makes you question why you follow sports like I really had that moment as we were we were we were driving to do family Christmas with her side of the family because we still hadn't done it yet. And, and shape the big six happens at the first half. And I throw my phone in the car. We're in the car and I throw my phone and it almost hits the windshield. And obviously it's negative, whatever outside. She goes, don't throw your phone. You could break the windshield, which 
She was right. Understandable. So I didn't even watch the end of the first half. I was like, I'll just watch the game when it's 27, nothing. They're not going to do anything. And so I missed the first touchdown of the game as were. So I didn't even know about the announcers debating if they should oh, field or not, which is so funny. And so, um, but this is, this is one of those games where, I mean, truly, I, I think of all of the hours that I spend reading about them and listening to them and thinking about them and talking about them. And they don't, it's not just that they lose, but that they deliver like truly an all-time stinker. I mean, they've had, you know, some really bad playoff losses in the last three decades. Um, one of them to your team, the, 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 the Tony Romo team that got the first playoff win since we the don't 90s. We care about no brooking. The, that bad times in that game. Um, and that was a really bad loss. And obviously they've had some like heartbreaking, the Des Caudic game, you know, the 2016 Packers loss. This though is like a, oh, okay. So they're just not going to be able to run it back in any way, shape or form. You know, like Dan Quinn is interviewing for jobs. His defense as good as it's been consistently on the aggregate for years, unable to step up again in, in a, in a huge big moment. Um, Dak shits the bed for the first half following the greatest regular season he's ever had MVP candidate. And like nothing matters now. Like, and so he is also rolling into a year where his contract is due to pay him $59 million. He has a $59 million cap hit next year. And then of course the, the thing hanging over all of it was the McCarthy of it all and how, uh, you know, he is on the hot seat. And if Dallas doesn't make a deep run, they're probably going to fire him. And, you know, I, I hemmed in hot and I went back and forth because I've told you I've been happy. I've been happy with the last few years. They've had so much regular season success, 12 wins in every season. They've had more success in the regular season than they have since they, they were in the glory days. It's just that in the glory days when they had that success, uh, they won in the playoffs right now. They are obviously not winning. Um, in the playoffs. And and so it's not just that they lost, but that they got their asses kicked. And so I think he is going to get fired. And it it, it, it kind of bums me out because I have enjoyed the last few years. I, I thought that this was a tougher team. I thought that this was a better offense. I really loved the offense this year, especially after uh, the bye week. And so it just, it feels like it's all coming crashing down. And, you know, I mean, I think the best player on the roster, well, I guess it's, it's three, right? It's Dak, CD, and it's Micah in some order. And they all no-showed in the most important part of the game. Micah was non-existent today. And CD has two big drops early and Dak sucked ass. Like, it's just no no one played well. And so it, it does feel like the end of an era where suddenly everything is on the table. I think McCarthy is going to get fired. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I hope that... I, I mean, Dan Quinn's not going to be back. And I guess that kind of makes me happy, which is just odd to say because I've really enjoyed his defense. And so I don't really know exactly what's next. I mean, I'd rather have Harbaugh than I would Belichick. Um, you know, if that's a possibility, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to, it might be Bill Belichick, which is just wild to say. Yeah. I mean, the, the wild part of all of this is that the NFC East still very much feels like it's in Dallas's, uh, you know, they're, they're right there. I mean, the Eagles have their own set of questions. They haven't played today. They obviously play on Monday. Uh, but as I, as I have told you, I mean, there's definitely whispers of, Sirianni could be on his way out if they complete this collapse and, and with a loss to Tampa, and especially, you know, depending on how they would lose to Tampa. And then there's questions about Jalen Hurts. And then you have this, like, weird division where at the end of the year, the Giants look unbelievably competitive, and yet they had that stretch this year where they, they really looked like they were competing as the worst football team in, in the NFL. Um, and all the stuff so, with their coordinator, they fight, their defensive coordinator is right. gone now, yeah. And then Washington, you have the, Washington and then you, you have Washington who for me, probably the last 
four or five weeks of the season right there with the Panthers for the worst team in the NFL. And you could never tell if they were just like playing into it by just keeping Ron Rivera around all year or, or what it really was. But uh, so it's whoever inherits that job, whether it's Bill Belichick, whether they go get somebody else, whatever it is, that person's still going to be in a situation where the expectation is that you're one of the best teams in your division and you're a playoff team. And what is still weirdly feels like a weak conference. I mean, I know obviously Green Bay has looked really good and the Rams have, have come on strong here, but they were still, you know, I think the Rams what finished 10 and seven Green Bay was nine and eight. I mean, Green Bay three years ago is not even in the playoffs. So it's like a weird, it's such a weird deal because I just think the NFC is so far back. Like I, I just don't think there's a lot of like particularly great teams. And I think there's a bunch of mediocre teams, but Dallas was one of those that I expected quite a bit from. Yeah. So for them to just get absolutely boat raced the, the way that they did. And then it's like, you do have to sort of just pick up the pieces and you start over fresh with a new coach but you have the same roster. I'm not really expecting, you know, you're still going to have Dak. You're still going to have CD. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do at running back. Cause I don't know what happened to Tony Pollard this year. Uh, I mean, he killed, he's done. He's done in Dallas. They're going to move on. He from killed him. so many fantasy teams, mine included. Yeah. Uh, I know everybody loves to talk fantasy. So I'll drone on about it, but um, yeah, it, it'll be really interesting where they try to figure things out. And then the, the tough thing is like every team in the league has some sort of, week like this it's just that Dallas has came in this spotlight and for you and and for a much more minor version for me it came against that team that you absolutely do not want it to happen to because they've taken they've taken Dallas out of the playoffs what three times in the last decade Four, or so? yeah 14 16 and now this year yeah so and this is the um, worst version of the Packers in those three losses yeah. and I would say the best version of the Cowboys you know at least most complete coming in yeah, and that's what that's what makes it difficult. And it's such a week to week league. I mean, it is, you know, it's it's really hard to know what is gonna happen, how teams are gonna play. Because would it shock me if the 49ers get get taken apart at some point? No, we saw it happen this year. Their defense really struggled for like a three week stretch. Their defense really struggled against now. Baltimore might be the best team in the league. Um, but could Baltimore end up losing to the Texans or whomever like this? I mean, so I, I think it just goes to show you the the gap between the, the middle and the top of the league is still relatively small. I just don't think there's anyone that I'm super comfortable. I, I've said this all year. Like, I would just give me you a have, this is You've been very consistent, whether it's on the pod or when you filled in or just when you and I are texting, that you are just like, it's – Everyone is kind of the same and and you yeah. like the Ravens and you like the Bills and you 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 begrudgingly I think have come to to appreciate what what the Niners can do. I, but you I, it's not begrudgingly like it's more so the way that people just early in the year, you know, yeah, so you much were, my reaction is more so just like yeah. Yeah. I just I get tired of like oh they're the team to beat and it's like there's 18 weeks plus 3 weeks of playoff games or 2 weeks of playoff games and then you get to the Super Bowl and everybody can have a bad week and we I I just don't know why, like, there's always this rush that, oh, so-and-so is great and so-and-so is terrible. And, I mean, the Packers were, what, two and five at one point this year? Yep. I mean, prior to tearing his Achilles, Kirk Cousins was doing exactly to Green Bay what they did to Dallas today. I mean, they were demolishing them in that yep. game prior to that injury. And that's a Packers team, and now all of a sudden, I mean, I know they got to go to San Francisco, and I think that's a totally different monster, and especially playing on the road, but – Suddenly they look like they are a team and 
God knows how many times we have to hear that they're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. What? I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah. I my my prediction going forward because this just seems like everything I've ever thought is going to be wrong. <laughs> we're going to end up with the uh, the Packers and Jordan Love versus Kansas City and Taylor Swift, and it's going to be the most unwatchable Super Bowl that's ever happened in the history of time. And you know, not not to to say that Patrick Mahomes is good because Lord knows we've said it enough. But man, I couldn't help but think about that as I watched today's game for the Cowboys, and then think to last night's game where the weather was horrible, and that team went out and they didn't change who they are. They dropped Mahomes back and he threw the ball on him. I mean, Andy Reid said as much. Like, yeah, they they probably thought that we were going to run the ball a ton. But that's what happens when you have a difference maker like Patrick Mahomes, even with that shitty-ass receiving core and, like, one guy and then a shell of a tight end that's a Hall of Famer. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, with all the advantages in a 72-degree dome against a defense that's a fucking sieve, man, and they can't move the ball until until the game is out, out of doubt. And it's just like... I mean, that's the difference. That's what makes, and and I mean, like, look, I, I shouldn't compare my quarterback to like the, maybe the greatest who's ever lived. That's probably unfair, but it really just does show the difference in like what they're able to do. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, the 49ers, if they get punched in the mouth next week versus Green Bay, they're not going to wilt. And I think Dallas wilted immediately. And I'm just, I'm kind of surprised by that with McCarthy. I didn't think that like if they lose, they lose. I thought that they would lose more on dumb shit, not just like they looked unprepared. They didn't look like they could handle everything. They looked confused, man. And like, how how are you able to to get that open so often? Um, the, and I'm talking about obviously the Packers and for that offense, man, which was really really good for a huge stretches this year, especially at home. For them to do that, I mean, it's it's a joke. It's it's an absolute joke. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's really nothing I can add to any of that uh, other than I would say Mahomes, I think, would cement his legacy as basically him, Brady, and that's the list yeah. if he drags this carcass of a Chiefs offense to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, their defense is great. Like, I don't want to – I don't want to make it seem like they're not a good team because I think they are, but they have, they're so flawed in so many ways. So many holes. Yeah. And we, we see it, and yet they keep finding ways to win. And I think a lot of it speaks to the culture and the attitude – uh, and the belief that they have, like, you know, there's no way going before a game that Patrick Mahomes or even after that first drive, like if, if the Dolphins had come down and just scored like right away, you know that Patrick Mahomes is in the faces of every one of those guys and getting them ready to go. Like, I just I don't know. There's just something about him and the way that even when the Chiefs are pedestrian, which it feels like they are, there's yeah. still a threat. Like yep. they're a threat until someone takes them out. And if they get Buffalo next week. And they don't care if they have to go to, to Buffalo to play. They don't there. give a shit at all. We spend so much time talking about, oh, they haven't played on the road. Like, it, it doesn't matter to them. It really doesn't. And I think, like, there'll be a threat in that game. And I, as much as I like Buffalo, I, that's a total toss-up. Like, a oh, yeah. total toss-up to me. So, and the game that they played this year basically ended as a toss-up. So, I, I we'll see if Buffalo even gets by the Steelers. Maybe it's just going to be a thing. The seven seeds now are are just uh incredible but you want to make me even angrier the Steelers win tomorrow I will be I will be absolutely livid I'll the be Steelers so it's just a, the, um, the the Pennsylvania the state of Pennsylvania just trolling the hell out of Josh Peterson I'll have a bad time that would be that would make for a very 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 bad day uh speaking of that let, let, let's talk about how I watched this game so I mentioned earlier went to we finally did Thanksgiving or Christmas which is where I got this new beanie it was so funny as I as I'm opening it uh my mother-in-law says uh 
Josh, I'm really sorry. And it's like, don't apologize for a kick-ass gift because Dallas is losing by 32 points. It's not a big deal. Um, so we go over there. And uh, I mean, th- I guess it's good that the game was so out of reach as we arrived that like, I mean, I'm seething on the inside, but thankfully for the most part, outwardly, I was not really reacting to a whole lot anymore again because of what the score was. And there were children around. Well, one kid, one of her nephews, one of my nephews, I guess he's one of my nephews now that I've married into the family. He's talking to me about all of his basketball cards. He's like, Hey, do you know who Allen Iverson is? Hey, do you know who Victor Wembanyama is? Hey, do you know who Bill Russell is? I mean, this kid, incredible, uh, you know, memory of all these players. He reminds me, honestly, of me at that age where you just start learning about everything and you want to learn about every player that's ever played. Who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite player? And then the other nephew starts showing me Pokemon cards. Hey, what's this one called? What's this one called? This happened for about five minutes where I just read him names of Pokemon uh, because he can't read. And so I was reading him the names of the Pokemon. And yeah, so that that was that was how I, among many other things, that was how I took in the uh, the game today. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. that doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound great (laughs) at all. You know what else isn't great? Matthew Stafford got absolutely murdered on the field. Mm. Um, Is he injured? He is in the blue tent. Oh, boy. He was grabbing his ribs. Oh, boy. Um, I'm a little surprised this wasn't called anything just because of the, the shoulder helmet into his head. And he just got driven into the ground, but it's it's more so just like they got a field goal out of it, and that Rams defense isn't really stopping anybody. And if Matthew Stafford can't play the rest of this game, bye bye. Detroit's probably going to win like forty-one to to twenty at this yep. point. I mean, I don't. Well, actually, Carson no, they have, Wentz, baby. They have Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz time. They have Carson Wentz. That's right. I forgot. They uh, they don't have Nick Mullins back there. The, the, they might still have an opportunity. Wouldn't that be something? Carson Wentz leads a a playoff comeback. You want to talk about another way to infuriate me. Carson Wentz wins a game because I think he's garbage. Like, oh, oh, man. What if this is the reverse of his his 2017? And, like, instead, the Rams get in, Stafford gets hurt, and Carson Wentz drives them to the Super Bowl, wins a Super Bowl, and gets to be, like, sort of Nick Foles in the most weird way possible. I, I'd be on board with that. I'd, I'd move that up my list of things I'm I'm good with. In I wouldn't. John doesn't need another championship. I'm okay with John not getting another championship while I know him on the Look, show. Anything that prevents uh, Green Bay from winning a title is yeah. basically what I'm rooting for at this point in time. So yeah. I I, I want to throw a couple things at you real quick. League at large, um, okay. we haven't we haven't talked about the the Texans Brown game Browns game at all. <laughs> if I gave you 25 seconds to say your thoughts on it, what would they be? Uh, CJ Stroud is awesome. I'm surprised that the Browns defense played like shit. Joe Flacco turned into a pumpkin. I thought that that wouldn't happen until the next round. Yeah, uh, that pretty much sums up where I was at with it too. I thought the Browns were. We're going to roll in that game because I thought we were going to get a happy to be there Texans game, yes. and instead they were they were really good. I mean they were they were very very good, and I don't think we're going to see that again next round, but but we will see. All right, so because I don't know, I I, I want to throw this at you just based on what we're watching with the scores of some of these games and just how bad the defense has been. Yeah. I asked you because at times this year the offense has been atrocious. That was a huge story, think, especially in September. Yeah, do we think that? that the offense is starting to figure things out or, and this is the other sort of thing that I feel after a couple of years of this is, 
18 weeks, 17 games, too long and too dangerous for you to be able to sustain depth at all of these positions. I mean, we have the, the Cowboys had guys out. The Packers had guys out. The, you know, like every team has guys out on both sides of the ball. And I think you can feel it more defensively. I think it's harder to replace a player on defense than it is on offense. That's I fair. really do. Uh, unless it's a quarterback. I mean, that's the one real kind of caveat there. Maybe, uh, maybe a left tackle because of just what that sort of means. But it then made me think like, okay, so Minnesota has a decision to make how they're going to move forward with their franchise. They don't have enough defensive talent. And yet, they could just run it back with Kirk Cousins, have Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and Justin Jefferson, and just try to score 30 points a game, have a defense that only gives up, you know, in the 20s, and grind out a, like, 10-7 season and just be right in this exact spot where the Packers, the Rams, to, to a degree, the Lions, like, I, they're a, a great offense with an atrocious defense. Um, that's – I don't know. Like, now – I went into this thinking Minnesota needed to just blow everything up. And now I'm just like, well, they could just run it back because <laughs> like, this is what the league sort of is, right? Like, yeah, there's just nobody that's great. And there's nobody that I feel like if you have a good offense, you can play with anybody in the NFL. I just don't think there's anyone. Maybe the Ravens are the one exception to this right now. Yeah. And we'll, I mean, we'll find out with them and the 49ers next week, by the way, Wentz is warming up uh, right now that I saw the hip on Stafford. Finally, ouch, that looked like it really hurt. I, I think you bring up an interesting question with the defenses, um, you know, going off of what we saw in the regular season. Um, I mean, thinking of the game so far, so we've had four games, almost four games completed. Three now, 21 points, inside 21 points on pick sixes. So that obviously for sure changes the equation, but you still have, how many, like, you have multiple games into the 40s, and I would assume Detroit Rams will be into the 30s. Yeah, for each side you're talking about? Well, yeah, I mean, with the – I mean, the, the Texans put up at least 31 offensively. The Packers put up 41 themselves Yep. Uh, with the, the extra pick six to add to it. Um, and then uh, you Miami, said it earlier, too. Yeah, I mean, that game's so cold, and yet the Chiefs do still Chiefs move the ball. A ton of points Yeah, if that was a normal game. And – and real quickly, too, I haven't said this yet. I didn't think I'd see a more I don't care to be here performance uh, than Miami in the playoffs. Dude, that even was the Browns were like trying. Yeah. Ooh, you're Cowboys at times on defense. Yeah, I know. That was yeah, I can't talk shit about anybody, ooh, obviously, yeah. but I especially can't talk about no showing Miami. Miami completely no showed yeah. yesterday. And yet in the end, uh, you know, the Cows, the, the Cowboys no showed in a larger way so so three games have been in domes so far one in in the in the super super cold um tomorrow we'll have the buffalo game uh which is supposed to be obviously miserable out and then we'll have tampa and i think it might be a little rainy but obviously it's it's not going to be uh cold or anything like that so yeah i guess that's going to be something to to pay attention to i mean certainly into next week i feel like the 49ers are going to put up a shitload of points um on top of that i'm guessing that the Ravens will also move the ball fairly well to be interesting to see who they match up with. I hope that they match up with the Texans. If so, I think that they're going to be able to move the ball well, and that's not knowing the forecast 
for next week in Baltimore. So yeah, it'd be funny if after a regular season where defenses have been all the rage, if we're talking about a lot of offense uh, from these teams moving forward in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, it'd also just sort of be funny because you'd have these Chiefs Bills teams that you you go back to the 13 seconds game and like yeah. what that was. Yeah. It, could, it feels like it's 50 years ago with those two teams and their iterations right now and it How does much struggle. It seems for their offense to move the ball. I really hope we get that game. I know me too. I, I, as much as I've like hopped on the bills bandwagon, um, I feel like it's important for them. If they were to achieve this, I feel like you kind of got to get that win against Kansas city. to, to sort of like in the playoffs to sort of provide like a reason to think that you're also a threat. Because I, I think that right now it feels like people would perceive the Bengals with Joe Burrow and the Ravens with Lamar Jackson as the only real threats to Kansas City and the AFC. I think the Bills have to get a win like that yeah. to, to, for it to matter. Um, and so, you know, if they if there's there's no other matchup that it would be. It's the two versus the three. So there's there's so much of this like narrative that's going to be a tied to to Josh Allen and to, to Buffalo and to Sean McDermott in that game too. They're weirdly yeah. like the Cowboys in a way, right? Like where they have had all this futility and they, they, so every, I mean, especially with that fan base, it is just so there's so much pressure on them to get past it. And you know, it's one thing, it's one thing to lose like the 13 seconds game. They got manhandled last year by Cincinnati. And I know that you want to talk about a game that was over immediately. Oh my God. I think we were texting. We were so excited for that. I was, and pumped. then within the first, <laughs> the game drives, sucked. I was like, it's just over. I think it's yeah. over. They, the Bengals are going to run for a thousand yards today. Yeah. And so like, there's a, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Buffalo, you know, tomorrow. And then next week they, they continue to be an insanely low floor, high ceiling team. Like I, I always, I love watching them play. You never know what you're going to get from them. And so, yeah, they have a, a shitload of pressure on them in this game tomorrow. Um, and I'm with you. Like, I want to see that. I, I also am with you and like Kansas city's not going to care about the road. I'm just excited if they get to play a road game, because it's just going to be so different, something that we haven't seen before. But it's funny, man, after after you and I've done this now, what, six episodes or whatever it is, five, six episodes. And I always have said, like, I'm not buying into the Chiefs this year at all. And now I feel like I'm going to be talking myself into picking them. If they play Buffalo next week, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I just, I that may, maybe I am way too caught in my own feels about my quarterback playing like garbage today. But I am really, I think, going to lean hard into Mahomes um, and I, and like other good quarterbacks, I think is going to be my play for whatever happens the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the, the wild thing is just like the mental edge that it seems like they have just because they've been there. They've done that. They played in these difficult situations and it, you just feel like that matters so much in the playoffs. Like I, I know that with the Vikings last year where you could just tell critical situation, some of the young guys or some of the guys that hadn't really been in these key spots before, like fourth and one and the there's like audio of this like Kirk Cousins telling everyone it's going to be a hard count you got to stay you got to stay you got to stay and Christian Derrissaw jumps off and they end up having to kick a field goal in a game where you knew that you had to score touchdowns because your defense isn't stopping anyone like it's just it's stuff like that like there's just those teams and I feel like is there three of them that maybe have that mental edge right now where Kansas City maybe Baltimore maybe San Francisco I don't know Maybe. if I put Baltimore in there just because they haven't done it yet. In the playoffs. Well, and they got the Lamar narrative where everybody yeah. can't wait to like, yeah. people cannot wait to pile on Lamar. You know, our, there's our people, friend Happer, man. He's, he's going to be 
quick to pounce on that if they struggled next Wait, week. Haber's so weird though, because like we're you know like he thinks the Bills are terrible. Yeah. Um. You know he he may be out on Lamar, but Lamar might end up have two MVPs. Yep. Uh. In his in his time, like and the NFL is just kind of like I said, like there's no great team. So where where are you gonna go with that? Uh, that's yeah. what's that's what's kind of wild. Like that's why it felt like it was gonna be fun because it didn't seem like we were gonna get the Chiefs, and then now it's just like oh they have that mental edge and they beat a a Dolphins team a super crazy, flawed right? team super flawed. So we we shouldn't make too much of it, but the path is right there. Yeah, I mean it is right there. And I don't again if they go and they beat Buffalo, there's no way in hell they're scared about going to Baltimore and they playing won't in that care. Game. They won't, they will not. Yeah. And then obviously if you get an upset along the way, you're hosting again, you know, yeah. like that's I mean, the thing. Hell, they, they certainly don't mind bringing CJ Stroud into to Arrowhead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Have fun with that one, Houston. Like, come <laughs> on there. And see, it's, it's funny. Maybe there's something to be said, man, for as much as I think you and I really do appreciate a lot of the modern uh, things about football, but there's something to be said for, you know, whether it's, Sometimes it's just good to run the ball and mash people's faces. Or in the, the case of Kansas City yesterday, there's something to be said about a team playing in that temperature and, and not changing a damn thing about what they are. Like, I watched that game, and they're not even on Dallas' side of the conference, and it wouldn't matter anyway, obviously. But I watched that game, and I'm like, I am scared of you again. Like, this is a this is a win that is going to stick with me. And again, maybe that's why I'm putting way too much into if they match up with Buffalo next week. But they're, yeah. it's impressive. Yeah, and I think... I mean, we always kind of underrate this maybe because you talk about the effect of like Bill Belichick and what Kyle Shanahan can do for the offense. We never really ever seem to want to give Andy Reid credit. Yeah, Uh, It's always Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and like, you know, all of these different things. And then this year it was, oh, they don't have Eric Biennemi and all these other, you know. But what they do have is they have a guy who has gone to a lot of big games, has now won multiple big games, clearly has a great pulse on his his uh, organization and this team and, and how they need to play. Like, I just have a ton of, ton of, He's ton awesome. of respect for, for Andy Reid. And I don't know that a younger version of me would have said that. It would have been like, ah, I can't win the big game. Dude, very McCarthy-like for very, you know, yeah. for a ton of years, had a lot of weird clock management situations. Of course, that Super Bowl drive, you know, against the Patriots when he's with the Eagles, it took forever to score, no urgency. He got to KC. He made them a contender, but they blow that Colts game uh, in his first year. Uh, a couple years later, they have some weird-ass clock management against the Patriots in the playoffs, and it's like, oh, okay, he's just that same guy. I was always impressed by what he was able to do in Kansas City, but of course they've leveled up to a to a large degree. But I, I think you're right. I mean, I, obviously Mahomes is the best um, quarterback in the game right now, best player in football. But none of this happens without Andy Reid. You know, yeah. like he would. I think he'd be a successful quarterback regardless because of how skilled he is. But the ability to to perform this way and the marriage I, of those two things. I know. I know. I keep saying it, but th- them throwing and him saying that in the press conference, like, yeah, they probably didn't think we were going to throw. I was stunned. You know, they dropped back. I think their first three or four plays were passes, and I'm like, wow, they are not changing a damn thing about how they are right now. So, yeah, that game, that game was boring as hell. All the games except for this one have been boring as hell. I feel bad that we've yeah. been podcasting during the best game of the weekend. That's all right. That's that's just uh, you know that's just how it goes. And yeah. I'll be. Do you think either game tomorrow is going to be particularly good? I think we're – there's a part of me that thinks that the the Eagles, if they win, are just going to beat the crap out of the Bucs. I think they're going to run the ball right down their throats. Yeah, I don't think it'll be close if the Eagles end up winning. If the Bucs end up winning, it could be kind of a wild shootout type game. 
but it, it's Puka Nakua is something else. Um, Dude, he's insane. Yeah, I <laughs> fifth round rookie really, wide really receiver. Good. Yeah, he's really good. Um, yeah. and and with that Bills game without without uh, Watt, I, the the Steelers numbers are really bad. Like they're they're an atrocious team when he's not on their defense. He's not playing right. Like he's he's out. Yeah. So I don't know if it's official, but I think it's assumed. Yeah, I mean, it's just a that's a bad deal for them, and I don't as as much as I like I love the the Mike Tomlin thing. Like I, I I'm in the bag for Mike Tomlin. Like I think he's a tremendous coach. I like the Steelers. I know this is one of the things that annoys you about I me. Hate him. I hate um, but it's like the, one of the few NFL things that we like truly disagree on. Yeah, in I, terms of like big picture, not like you know, are the 49ers good? That type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. I just don't know that I believe that Mason Rudolph is going on the road in bad weather. Now, can Najee Harris pull a, a Joe Mixon and and just run it right down the throat of Buffalo in the snow um, like we saw last year? Maybe. I, I just – I'm dubious of it. And so I think Buffalo is going to end up winning that game. I don't – it'll probably be a vintage sort of weird Buffalo game. But they also – when they have had, had the chance to put their foot on the throat of a team – They've done it. Yep. And so, I mean, if they if they can snowball someone, they've, they've done it more than anybody this year. I mean, you look at – they did it to the Commanders, the Raiders, the Cowboys. I think there's like one other team in there where they just beat the crap out of them. Um, Dolphins, the first Dolphins game. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they did that to uh, to Pittsburgh tomorrow. So, I, I think you're, this might be the only only good game. There's still, there's still 12 minutes left. We're good. Yeah. How uh one one more before we can say goodbye. How excited are you for a Monday afternoon playoff game? Like this is so weird. It's gonna be weird to have a playoff game on while I'm at work. Uh, I'm pretty excited. So now that John has completely let everyone know that I am I'm gonna be a dad, uh, I spent a lot of today building various children's equipment, baby equipment. Like mm. put together a stroller and a pack and play. And, nice. Uh, Shelby's been uh, been busy with like getting the nursery going and all of that, and so like. I would imagine it at two thirty tomorrow. There's gonna like I don't know what what's left for me to do. Like I'll probably be assembling something, um, and that's just uh, I, I don't know. It, it's weird because it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and Shelby will be home from work. It, it it'll make me think of the COVID year a little bit with the, the game um, being played like at a weird time in the afternoon on a weekday. Yeah, but I all appreciate it. I feel bad for the people who have like normal citizen jobs, civilian work. Yeah, Bigelow just said, as someone who has a corporate job that does not have tomorrow off, I'm triggered. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound well. I, look, you should be triggered. If if there's ever a reason to not be at work, it'd be NFL playoff games. 100%. 100%. So, so it goes, but uh, it did not look like they could have efforted that game, despite, uh, was it David Hookstead's, uh, you know, imploring that they, they continued to have D-Day on, on that the was exact so day, despite historically being inaccurate there. Yeah. I got a text. You get some incredible takes when people don't play in the weather. It's it's nuts. Just like uh, if, if any of you are listening and you responded with my thoughts that uh, Lincoln is terrible at snow removal and your response was just, get a truck, bro. <laughs> you're, you're part of the problem when you're on the side of the road. You know, because you spun out nice. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a text from a coworker that said today I learned D Day was delayed a day due to weather. Thanks for that. And it happened at five seventeen, so you know, first half ish or whatever. Things are going terribly, and I go, "This is a text that I needed." And he goes, "That was my process. You needed a win." 
<laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that D-Day was delayed too. I knew I knew immediately when that was announced that it was going to turn political. Uh, we don't t- discuss politics in the ID club, but I have no doubt that that will show up on the stump at some point in time or, you know, under President Biden, playoff games are getting delayed. This would have never happened under me, your favorite <laughs> president, President Trump. It's going to happen. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to laugh so hard. So yeah, there you go. Ah, All okay. right. Dude, I'm, that's, one that's more the thing. way we want to finish it. Josh talking politics. Here, here's I'll say this because uh, you have told the story before on my radio show, and I may be in here about you know the the and I, I'm sorry for bringing it up, but you know the World Series, the last World Series you oh, yeah. played in, and they lose, and you went for a million mile walk with your dog. The worst yeah, part about done this, right around midnight, and I got home probably about three thirty in the morning. Yeah, the fact that it's negative, whatever. I can't take Banks for a walk right now. It's unhealthy. It's not Unfair safe for Banks. Yeah, no we one did, cares about you. We don't want to see Banks hurt. Yeah, he did t- finally take a shit tonight for the first time in like a day and a half. He is anti this weather. He is very much against the cold, and we're all feeling rough for him. But I would have been like, let's head out for six miles. We can do this together, bud. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that made me very sad. And now, and look, I guess the positive of, of us doing the pod early now, I think Riss and I might be able to watch uh true detective tonight. So, you know, silver linings, I guess, of every you- season, right? You're still working through that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> you stop it. Are you going to watch the new season? Yeah, I watched season three. I mean, I watched season two and I didn't hate it as much as everyone else. Nah, season two was good. garbage. It wasn't good. I don't think it was like the worst thing that ever happened, but yeah, um, I, I really have not watched a trailer. I haven't watched a single thing hyping this up. I didn't read Alan Seppenwall. Oh, wow. Um, so I'll go into it like completely cold, which is largely what I did with Fargo. And Fargo has been absolutely oh, phenomenal. So good. I, I'm still behind, so don't say anything. Oh, uh, are you? How many episodes behind are you? The last episode I watched, we got the really close up of John Hamm in the snow. Oh, man. The, so when he's walking? Yeah. Dude, how great was that scene? Oh, well, as a guy who's in the bag for John Hamm, it was the most yeah. amazing thing I've seen. He has been such a monster. He is such a good actor, man. He's, he is such a piece of shit on this show. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is a madman. It's not like he. Yeah, that's true. You know, I guess there's a little more. He just gets to be a little violent. more suave with it and a little yeah. less like rough. Yeah, there more physical violence on this one. Oh, where the sure. where on Mad Men it was a lot more uh, psychological violence against uh, Betty Draper and company. All right, well that's how the National Fun League pod will end. What a fun idea this was! Are we having fun yet? You were like, we could do an NFL pod. That would be so much fun. I'm like, yeah, let's do it after the playoff games. Laura, our new member, Laura says that was delightful. Oh man. I'm glad Laura enjoyed it. Dude, this is one of those games Another where customer like, served. I just don't want to even want to watch football anymore. Like it's just that it's that bad of a loss. God. Yeah. Fuck this sport. All right. He's Mike Schaefer. Hey, Schaefer. hey, hey, hey. Before you go, I feel like you owe it to the people. Yeah. Where do you think this ranks in terms of worst playoff losses you've experienced with the Cowboys? Mm. I mean, it it wasn't a gut punch. No. It was just like a total like you slammed your dick at the door. I don't yeah. even know how you would describe it in any other way. Yeah. Um. So, it, yeah, it's like hard because they've had heartbreaking ones where I, I mean, I thought that this team could have made a deep run. The 2016 team, in my opinion, is the, is like the best. That's team. the Des Bryant one. No, that's the, the, the one. Where oh, they, is that the, the, the Jared? Yeah, yeah. Where, where Rogers like rolls out to the left and then third and frozen rope. Yeah. 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 So that one I think is the is the worst. The Des caught it one is is definitely next. This is I think this is different, and I'm gonna need a lot of time to sit with this one because like 
this era is about to end. Stuff's going to change. And that's the difference is 2014 didn't be, didn't begat change. You know, I mean, it's funny shape. That was the last year that Romo ever started like more than five games, I think, because 2015, he gets hurt 2016. He doesn't play, you know, but a couple snaps here and there. Uh, And then his career is over. 2016 was the beginning of the, of the Dak uh, Ezekiel Elliott era. Like this is going to end. I think the McCarthy era. And that's, there's, I guess, finality to this. I, I just, I really need to see who they're going to have as their coach. I do not think it's going to be McCarthy, though, anymore. Yeah. Oh, I, so, I will yeah, say I'd this. say third, third, second or third. I just got to figure it out. I, I will say this. You will be thankful at some point. It may not be right now, yeah. but you will be thankful at some point that this game happened in the first round and it didn't oh, like yeah. happen yeah. in the NFC Championship. Someone who has lost 45 to seven, 41 to nothing. Ugh. Not me personally. I didn't play for either of those Vikings teams, but <laughs> who watched it happen? Um, it is so much worse. I, and I know I'm saying that to someone who hasn't seen their team in the NFC championship game in a while, but it is so much worse when you are the one win away and your team no shows. Yeah. It feels like a complete, uh, I, I don't know. It, it makes it somehow erase the, the entire season. It is. In a, in I a love, way, and I, I know that I loved this season. Well. I loved this season, and now I ha- I can't have any fond memories about it now. Yeah, there's none. I, again, like it. I, I I'm not trying to like downplay the the disappointment, but it it will feel better knowing that you got it out of the way right away versus if you would have been in the NFC Championship. I can't imagine doing a podcast with you if if this game had happened. And let's say you're, would it be the the 49ers or the you know <laughs> the okay. Eagles in the in the <laughs> NFC Championship game, and it's so the much. same score, same kind of thing. Yeah, you would be just beside yourself. So I will say, if there's a silver lining here, it happened early. It happened early. <laughs> oh God, yeah, and uh, not to eh, never. You know, I won't say the other thing I was going to say. So yeah, say it. No, say I, it. no. It, now it's going to make it really awkward that you're the one yelling, say it. So I didn't get a chance to watch the game with my dad today. And so it really bums me out that I now have to wait eight more months to watch another game. And like, you know, it's a, it's a small thing, but you know, you know, it might, it matters. Dads don't get any younger. Um, and, uh, you know, as healthy as he is, I just, I, I really, I, I just shape. I dream of, of hugging my dad at the end of a, of a year when Dallas wins the Super Bowl and like crying in his arms. Like I dream of that. So like, you know, so that I didn't get to end the season with like that sad walk up the stairs, you know, where it's like, well, <laughs> here we go, you know? And so it's like, it's text. We texted a lot during the first quarter and then like not a whole lot. Like at one point, risk goes, what, nothing to say. yeah, it's like, what's your dad saying? It's like, I don't know. We haven't texted in like an hour. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get excited about the new coach and we'll get excited when September rolls around. Um, but yeah, I mean, when a season ends and you don't get to watch it with the guy that you watch 90% of the games with, you know, it, it, it sucks. So. What is your prediction for the Super Bowl? What was it before the the playoffs started? <laughs> it was it was Cowboys uh, Ravens. Uh, now you know what? I almost think I might change it to the Chiefs. Maybe I'm just way too caught up in everything. I'd still Chiefs probably Packers go. get on board. Uh, I'd go with the 49ers. The Love Swift. I'd go Swift with the 49ers. Love? Oh, I don't know how it would be called. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Forty Niners Ravens. I'll say we get the Harbaugh. Uh, Harbaugh, I don't know why Harbaugh Bowl because Jim is not with the 49ers right now, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with the rematch of the uh, the blackout bowl. I watched, by the way, real quick, I know we keep saying last thing. Um, I watched the end of that game when the 49ers got first and goal. That 
Have you rewatched ever the end of that drive? It is weird how they don't I, score a touchdown. I feel like Randy Moss was very close to scoring there, right? Like there was a jump ball that he had an opportunity. Do I have this right? Uh, maybe, maybe I don't. I feel like it was. I feel like there was like a third down play where he was a back of the end zone jump ball and it was just thrown a little bit too far. And that's kind of like the the Kaepernick has no touch sort of came out of that. Mm. Like he couldn't he couldn't put touch on any of those throws inside the 10 and he couldn't just throw like a laser between yeah. 20 defenders or whatever he needed to. Um, I, I feel like a lot of that stems from it. But yeah, I mean, that whole game was weird. Like oh. I, it was just a strange, strange game. Nobody felt like the the Ravens, it, it was weird that they had even made the Super Bowl. And then you're like, well, they're not going to win. And then they they sort of just do. And you have Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and, and Joe Flacco that somehow it all stuck together through all of that. And they get that ring. And it it's one of the more just kind of like, it's kind of an inconceivable that even happened the way that it did. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's one of the better Super Bowls I kind of forget about to be honest. Yeah. yeah, it was I was thinking that as I watched the end like we need to remember this more as a great game. Like this yeah, is a really it's remembered more for the power. You know, right. the power I, going out. You know, you think about um you think about Eagles Chiefs was really good. Eagles yeah. Patriots was really good. Chiefs 49ers was pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um certainly not Bucks Chiefs. No. Was <laughs> bad. Rams and Seahawks Broncos Rams, Patriots was terrible. Oh, horrible. Uh, yeah, we've yeah, had a really good stretch of Super Bowls for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're getting college football playoff level games right now, like, and not in a yeah. good way here. Yeah, like yeah. very much Alabama, Michigan State style stuff. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I formation says listening to Josh talk about the Cowboys, you can tell that he is much more of a Cowboys fan than a Huskers fan. Yeah, one hundred percent. I it's it's sometimes hard to explain, and I know you obviously understand it, shape, but like when you're I don't covering, know why it's so hard for people to get that. Really. I think it's 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 because we all really really care about him. The way I always explain it is like I had a moment watching Nebraska football while I was covering the team. I think it was the the twenty sixteen. Ohio State loss of all no, it was the Wisconsin game rather, and that loss like really really hurt to such a degree where I was just like, I just don't think I can do, I just can't do this. I can't allow myself to emotionally invest to this level. And then I have to talk about them every day. You know, the, that's the benefit of doing my shows. Like I rarely talk about the Cowboys. And so I don't really have to, you know, I can let loose when I need to. So but yeah, I, I think a I lot like of it is, it's hard. I mean, and, and I know it's a little bit different, your job than mine, but like the relative closeness of what you're doing makes it hard for me to think of it in the same way. Like it's yeah. just, you know, when if Nebraska the sausage is made, you know, if, if Nebraska suffers a loss, my thoughts are like, okay, what is Rule going to say? What is it? You know, it's not like, yeah, I, it's not how I feel. Like, and and like I've been privy to being there and witnessing some of these unbelievably soul crushing moments. And <laughs> at no point was it ever a an inventory inside of like, man, that would really hurt. More often than not, it's like, well. Better go find a fire extinguisher and get to Husker 24 <laughs> seven, um, which is not the same as watching your team lose in the Super Bowl or, well, I've never seen that losing the yeah. NFC championship game or losing the world series and be like, all right, slider, let's roll. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I will say when the Vikings lost to the Seahawks on the Blair Walsh field goal, Oops. it was 10 degrees out. So a lot better than right now. <laughs> slider and I took an hour, uh, hour long walk. That was, uh, I came back. I listened to the full Adele CD that had come out at that point. CD full Adele uh, 
uh, album that had come out at that point, and then uh, made a frozen pizza and watched multiple episodes of Making a Murderer. That's how I coped with the loss to the Seahawks. So, yeah, never would have done any of that for a Nebraska game. There's just there's no way my brain can get there. Yeah. It's a totally different thing. If I hadn't agreed to do a podcast tonight, I would I would not have watched a single second of the game. I would have watched True Detective and who knows what else. So I'm going to go split a crowler with my wife and, you know, figure out the night from there. One point game, seven minutes and 30 seconds left. Well, 726, I guess yeah. we're going to be technical. Lions going to punt, we assume, on fourth and four. Dipshit Dan loves to go <laughs> for it, though. He loves it. Uh, all right, Mike, uh, Any uh, anything to plug? Now, I mean, just go to Oscar 24-7. Do it for me. Do it for you. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a junior day coming up. We'll have plenty of coverage of that. I, I would endorse, but I don't want to endorse a competing podcast because I know you guys have the Nebraska ball podcast. But if nice. you have room in your ears for more basketball discussion, there you go. I think what BC and I are doing every Tuesday is fun uh, for, for longtime sufferers of Nebraska basketball. And we'll have another good one, I'm sure, on Tuesday recapping the – the disappointment that came following the uh, the Iowa game that you just knew. Like, for me, that was a smackdown <laughs> for a portion of it. I knew that what was coming in that game. I talked myself into, eh, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe this is a team. They can get to, like, 24 wins or something, but no. You oh. just know. And it's going to be a uh, – going to be a white knuckler all the way to the finish with nebraska basketball so the earlier you can prepare yourself for that so i i would encourage people to listen to that get to husker 24 7 uh keep you know keep supporting the i-80 club and uh we'll see are we are we doing more of these podcasts Jeff? i was gonna say yeah what do you want to do you want to do another one next sunday yeah my schedule for sunday night is a little difficult next week but we could probably get one in what if we earlier. did one before the game started too i think we could do one before the seven o'clock game the late game on sunday would work for me Okay, sounds good. So maybe we'll do a little recap of what happened uh, in the first three games, maybe a little talk about the night game or something like that. So yeah, stay tuned. We'll have the details locked up a little bit later in the week. Jack and I will be back as well on Wednesday. Remember, a little bit later of a start this Wednesday because of Nebraska basketball and their game. So 8.15-ish or so, uh, we will be on. All right, for Mike Schaefer, I'm Josh Peterson. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Tell a friend. Also, if you're listening on the free feed, join us. This is fun. Patreon.com slash I-80 Club. We will see you later.